Hello, listeners of A Year Ago Today. I'm your host, Tyla Fowler, and I am here with Alex Francis. Hi there. Our lovely neighborhood sound engineer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like that you brought that back. I know. I liked it a lot. So I'm going to keep it for now. That's fine with me. Hmm. So for those of you who are like, what is this? This is A-Y-A-T-A-F, which is... Would you, well, it's not like a recap. What would you call it, Alex? A reflection. A reflection, I like I that. Guess, maybe or a introspection. I don't know. It's tough to put a <clears throat> phrase on it because it's taking kind of a different direction each week. So. Yeah, it's a conversation. It's a conversation that Alex and I have every week mm-hmm. after we release a podcast episode. So we are going to be releasing these on Saturday mornings. And, you know, like your favorite NPR, wait, wait, don't tell me. I'm like, imagine that people listen to us in that same category, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Like Like my mom always like get up and turn on wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah. I feel like people will get up and be like, oh, like, let's listen to what Tyla and Alex have to say today. Rushing to iTunes to see what we had to say about this week's episode. Yeah. So if you haven't yet listened to this week's episode with Francie Webb, that is okay. Um... You don't have to listen to these things in order necessarily. No. However, if you don't want to ruin any spoilers, I guess, maybe you want to listen to it first, in which case turn this off and yeah. then go listen to episode 204. You should. And it's not like we, sometimes we bring up exactly what goes on, but most times we end up just bringing up how we felt or what kind of felt present for us while we were listening. And it normally just, it, it normally only very minutely relates to the source material of the whole episode. So that's funny. I like I like that. It's like whatever we're talking about only relates a little bit a little to bit. what has already yeah. happened. That's the way it should be. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Alex, I didn't come in with any notes today. Did you? Um I came in with a few things in mind. The first one I'm gonna say is uh we're two for two, two weeks in a row about um content that is difficult for me to relate to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but the uh, what was the word i was going to use um the attitude and like the like state of mind that francie was talking about was easier to relate to than what she was actually talking about if that makes Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. um and that was specifically just to surrender was one mm. was I think was probably the biggest theme of this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. When I was making today I like did I made, you know, like Instagram pictures of pull quotes from the yeah. episode. And like five of them were on the topic of surrender. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, this week's episode with Francie, we were talking about three years ago when she accidentally birthed her baby by herself because Mm -hmm. her labor was so precipitous that her birth team didn't have time to make it to her home to support her as as planned. Mm -hmm. And the week before, our episode with Crystal Paulus was about her experience um, birthing and breastfeeding and then weaning her son. So Mm -hmm. that's why... If you haven't listened, that's why Alex is saying that the subject <laughs> subject matter <laughs> may be a little challenging for a dude to relate to. However, I love that you already picked up on, like, despite the fact that the 
that the context of the story might not that be might not be that relatable for you that the like underlying topic was something that yeah. you were able to pick up on exactly okay um, tell me more well also she mentioned her francie mentioned her husband in this story and i was like i can relate to that guy a little bit i mean not yet but i'm sure i can eventually <laughs> um mm. but um <laughs> yeah she talks about him it's funny she talks a lot about yelling yeah. yelling at him during during her giving birth process yeah during the birth process and i can i can just imagine like the two of them just trying to handle that on their own <laughs> and she talked about him gagging at one point but he's still there like helping her out and so that's like there's so much love there that like get, get a little bit into the content i mean he was having to clean up poop while she was she was yeah. giving birth in the tub Did and you know that a lot of people don't know that oh oftentimes yeah poop is part of birth oh yeah i mean i <laughs> I, I I was aware that people don't know that, but I'm aware that it is a thing. Um, uh-huh. And it makes sense. I mean, you're straining and everything yeah, is just kind of... pushing things out yeah, of your... Everything's just going. Yeah. You're pushing out things out. Out of your nether out. regions. Yeah. Um, but that, that was, that was kind of beautiful when she was talking about that. Like, he, he was just there and he was... I could tell without like the birthing coach or the doula there that he, he might've, he might've felt a little over his head, but he was still there and he was still committed. And that was awesome. I love that. Um, that's what you're thinking about. Cause I've, I wasn't thinking about his experience at all. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense that you would. I mean, yeah, just like I said, I, I could relate to the context or the, the, the attitude, but I couldn't relate to her like exact experience so i tried mm-hmm. to find something that i could relate to and i'm like all right maybe one day i i, I would be in the same situation <laughs> maybe someday some woman will be screaming at me about poop yeah about poop and to get the camera and all everything and <laughs> um but no so like her attitude that you just have to surrender was again like the most powerful message of the whole episode but that's something that clearly i mean for everybody can go far beyond just childbirth um and like almost everything in life like uh, you you have to not worry and stress and try to manipulate the things that are completely out of your control Mm, and focus on what go ahead no you you finish i was just gonna say and just focus on what you can actively be a part of Mm-hmm. and like yeah. yeah just yeah i was gonna say like and what we like most of us have a really distorted view of what's under our control too exactly yeah we do yeah especially i was as i was writing the pull quotes today i was thinking about one of the things that we most often try to control that is most out of our control is other people's reactions to us yeah and yeah you can't you can't control that at all. I mean, it's it's like you learn when you're younger, or maybe you don't, but you, it's not important to worry about what other people think or what other people are trying to do because you'll realize that nobody is worried. Nobody's focusing on you as much as you think they are because everybody's mm-hmm. all worried about their... Everybody's, everybody's caught up in their own shit. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's 
that message of surrender is just so broad, broad reaching. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful thing in the situation where you're giving a home birth with just you and your husband there. I agree. It's your second kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to surrender and say, all right, well, this is happening. So it's, it's better to let it happen than to fight it. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the quotes I pulled was surrender is super easy when you have no other options. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, yeah, that was a good one. Um, Hmm. I was wondering, I'm, I'm wondering now more about your relationship with surrender. Cause when I think of, when I think of myself learning how to surrender, so surrender is something I feel like I practice now, you know, all day, every day. However, when I was like learning to surrender, there are like big, there are a few big events in my life that I, that I think of. I'm like, Oh, that is when I learned to surrender. And most of them were not moments of my life that were very easy to move through you know it was like mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of dragged into surrender kicking and screaming yeah um but i was wondering what your experience learning about surrender has been like and if that's been an easy process for you i would say so only because i, I used to panic a lot mm. oh come on Chloe, we're recording what are you even <laughs> barking at need to put up like a do not bark sign no barking um, while we're in no session. No barking while we're in session, <laughs> Chloe. Come on. It's professionalism. Um I, I used to I used to panic a lot and I used to have panic attacks back in college mm. all the time. And one like one important step that I would have is to like surrender to just what's going on and don't worry when you're in a position where there's literally nothing you can do at the time. Like I'd be up at like midnight worrying about something that I could not change or affect at that point in time. There's literally nothing I could do. Now, maybe the next day or during the week, there was something that I could do to help it, but me worrying about it at night when there's no... Again, there's no other option but to surrender, so you just have to accept that and realize that... It's 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 going to work out if you just surrender to... That attitude. I kind of. I feel like I kind of lost my train of thought because you asked for like a specific. No, it's okay. I love your answer. I feel like there's much. It's much more of a general learning process. I don't. I don't feel like there's any one time that like it clicked for me, and I was like, oh, this is what made me realize you have to surrender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you? Was there? Yeah, I was gonna say my. I've had a lot, I think, you know, because I've experienced a lot of death and a lot of loss in my life. And mm-hmm. that is something that will often bring you to a place of surrender because, again, there are no other options. Of course. Uh, however, the thing the thing that is most present for me, the experience that I went through that right on the other side of it, I was like, oh, okay, now yeah. I understand what it means to surrender, um, was about, um, it was last May when... Matt and I had a huge like upset inside of our relationship and it was unclear at the time if we were going to continue forward together or if we were going to, you know, dissolve the relationship and go our separate ways. Yeah. And it was like the kind of thing where we both needed space and Matt went away for a couple of days and that was, I feel like an experience 
for me inside which I had to really surrender because we've been together long enough that we're so invested in one another's lives. And as I was like deepening into the truth of like, oh, we may not be together when he comes home. Yeah. And started thinking about all the different ways, you know, of course I would have such an experience not having Matt in my life anymore. But as I sat with that, I started realizing all the different things in my life that I would like quote unquote lose if Matt and I broke up. Mm -hmm. Like my, I, you know, I was like my relationships with his family and so many of our friends are mutual friends. And, you know, you can really go down that rabbit hole of what is the worst case scenario going to look like? Mm -hmm. And being like, I have to come to terms with that. I have to make peace with that before he comes home and I have to decide, you know, what do I really want? Because it's not until you've actually released your attachment to all of the things that I feel like you're able to truly identify your desire. Yeah. And so he like came home and I was like, okay, after surrendering all of the things I love that our relationship has brought to my life, here's where I'm at, you know, basically like I want to be with you. I'm not going to make myself smaller to do that. And if that means I lose all of these things, I've I've come to terms with that. Yeah, it's a good one. It was a rough process, it's though. A rough, like yeah. I really, it this sounds melodramatic, but like I, I felt like it was only by the grace of God that I got through that experience because there was so much grief. Mm -hmm. I I experienced like it was interesting because after I'd gone through it. I was like, oh, the only other time that I've experienced grief like this was when my best friend Ginny passed away. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because it was like nobody died. Everybody's still here. Um, but I had to go to a really dark place. Yeah. And I had to call in a lot of support from people in my life that cared about me too. Yeah. Well, a good support structure is crucial either way, but it's... That's really interesting because I, I was thinking of another moment. I did have a, a small specific time in mind, but it was also about surrender. It was also surrounding a breakup. So that's interesting mm. that that mm -hmm. can be, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a catalyst for surrender for many people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is dealing with the potential of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, Another topic that's coming up for me around it is I think of there's been multiple times where Sally has moved through something where she's been like, I'm surrendering my whole business. It's like you have this idea about what you think that it is you're building and you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I have no idea what this is supposed to be anymore and I just have to let it all go. Same like that same principle. I have to let it all go to see what's left kind of in the rubble. Yeah. Hmm. And that, that I think is one of the most interesting things about surrender is that it's such an active thing. Like, which it, which is, it's kind of funny that you say it's active because like surrender in the nature of like surrendering is almost kind of like a passive, like you're just not necessarily giving up, but allowing what's going to happen, happen. But you're right. It is like an active choice you have to make. Sorry. I feel mm -hmm. like you were about to have another thought. Oh, it's still, it's fine. I can still say it. Okay. It's still relevant. <laughs> no, I love what you added. And what I was going to say is one time I was texting with Adam. And for anybody who hasn't listened to Adam's episode, I invite you to go back and listen to episode 202 because it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but one time I was texting with Adam and he was asking, how are you? And I think I responded, surrendered. Yeah. And that was, I think he reflected to me that it was interesting that it's, that I was kind of talking about it as though it were an active state. Yeah. Because it is, if you think about like those moments when you were like having panic come up to surrender, like it is an action. It is a choice. Yeah. But. It's also not. It's, it's also not. It is. A, it is. Surrendering <laughs> well, is I, paradoxical. Yeah. I'm like, what's the action? The action is, ooh, I just hit my elbow. Uh, <laughs> so your funny bone? No, it wasn't my funny uh, bone. That's good. Cause that's that good. Because that feels weird when that yeah, happens. It does. Um, but so what is the action around surrender? It's like the act of letting go, which is one of the most challenging acts sometimes. Yeah. Whether it's like letting go of a thought that's not serving you or letting go of a person or a relationship that's not serving you. Whatever it is, you're surrendering. And it's almost when you are surrendering, excuse me, um, it's usually the better choice. I mean, it's, it's what's, good for you which is why it's so active because in most cases it's tough to surrender because you might not always want to pick what's better for you because that might not at the time be what makes you happy yeah or what you think will make you happy right yeah yeah hmm. yeah well that's so interesting because then i'm like thinking back to that situation with matt last year and at the beginning of that little time period when we weren't sure if we were going to stay together or not, I was like, what I want is to be with this man. Yeah. What I want is this life that we've been building. And by the time he came home, I had totally shifted in terms of what I was clear about wanting. And I was like, okay, what I want is to be the biggest, fullest version of myself. And if I can do that with you, then that's what I choose. But if I can't do that with you, then I choose not to be with you. Yeah. So I think it's so beautiful because surrender can also bring such a sense of clarity. It's such a weird, such a weird thing, surrender. Like I'm having, I'm having so many different, I don't want to say conflicting thoughts. Ooh, I like that paradoxical yeah again it's it's just it's i'm i'm glad we kind of focused in on this because like i said it was it was definitely the underlying um theme of the episode and not even that underlying i mean it, she she brought it up specifically so mm -hmm. it's actually pretty in the forefront but i don't know i don't know where i was about to go with that i feel like that happens to me a lot <laughs> it's okay that happens to me too yeah I should just mm -hmm. surrender to the conversation exactly <laughs> <laughs> stop worrying about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go with the flow mm -hmm. um, another thing that comes up for me now that we're talking about surrender is like the idea of surrender inside the creative process mm -hmm. so as you know I, I supported Francie in writing her book you mm -hmm. know we call me her editor but lately <laughs> And yesterday she was saying, she was like, but Tyla basically co-wrote the thing, which mm -hmm. is true. Yeah. Um, 
And it's so interesting because in order to support her through her creative process, she had to surrender so much to the exchange. Yeah. So like she would send me text and I would get in there and do what needed to be done and then send it back to her. And there were times when that was really activating or really triggering for her because I had either made changes that she didn't want me to make or I had shifted something to where she felt like it didn't sound like her anymore. And what we came to discover is that that experience of her being activated or triggered in that way was such a part of the creative process because every time that came up, it forced both of us to like dig deeper into the truth of what's wanting to be said in the book. Um, and it also like really brought to light how challenging it can be to surrender control over something that you feel like is yours. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like really attached to like, oh, this is my expression. This is my book. And I think anytime you're creating art, as soon as you put art out into the world, it belongs to everyone. Correct. Yeah, it's not it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll always be like something you birthed, but it's it's the world's now. Yeah. Yeah, and people are going to make it mean whatever they want it to mean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is another really interesting opportunity to surrender. Yeah. Mm. There's just so much to worry about in in <laughs> in the world today and in in our modern lives, so fast-paced mm. and there's so much that can there's so much that can just weigh on your mind, whether it be like in your personal life or what's going on nationally or internationally or just in a group of friends or there's just so much potential for stress mm-hmm. and surrender is a big, a big key to like just getting through life sane, I think. Not, not yeah. sane, but getting through without just killing yourself with stress. Yeah. It's like a, a surrender is a skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ability to surrender and just let, let it be is definitely mm. a skill. Yeah. I was about to start singing the song, let it be, but then I got nervous. <laughs> it popped into my head too for a second. That's really funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I said it, but yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what did you love about Francie? Um, she's very, she's very vibrant. Ah, such a good word. And so true. Uh, um, Yeah. She was a very vibrant person who, every time she was talking about something, you could tell she, she was putting herself in that headspace and, and bringing her back to that same feeling. She was, she was in at the moment, at the time of the moment she was recollecting, um, she seemed to have a very emotional memory. I mean, I, I guess that's weird to say because there's always emotions tied to memory, but she was just. Very present. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it, it was kind of an emotional roller coaster, I feel like, the episode. It was because there were certain moments where it was, there was, it was down and, um, a little sad, but then there was also growth in life. And she has definitely been on a journey. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's been anybody 
on your podcast. Well, it's not everybody in life everywhere has been on a journey. So that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah. not the great greatest analogy, but um, no, I mean, I guess I think I I think I'm just talking more around what I said initially, and that's just she's a very vibrant person that seemed to be full of life, considering what she's gone through. So. Mm-hmm. Did you take note of the fact that Francie shared that when her first daughter was born, she, you know, she didn't get a picture right mm-hmm. when oh, it yeah. happened. Right when it was happening. She, yeah. uh-huh, and it's that she hoped to remember that moment forever and to remember what her daughter looked like right after birth forever, but very quickly forgot which is so interesting considering in last week's episode with Crystal, she talked about such a similar thing. She was talking about how she thought that after she gave birth, she would remember forever what it felt like to have her baby in her womb, Mm -hmm. but that she very quickly lost the memory of that feeling. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting parallel between the two conversations. It was. And there was also a moment where Francie uh, had like, during the birth or right after right when uh the second uh child was birthed she she had to stop and be like somebody needs to know the time Mm -hmm. this child was born and she made herself stop and focus on that and that was just another idea of like being present and trying to hold on to as much as you can Mm -hmm. about that moment that's such such a powerful happening when another life comes into the world so just to be able to mark it properly Okay, so my next question for you is when you are living in a moment that you realize is special, do you have any like techniques or tricks that you use to kind of like try to like capture the memory is not exactly the phrase, but it's more like to like really live that moment fully in your senses so that you'll be able to recall it. Do you have any tricks around that? Um, I wouldn't say I have any tricks because most of the time I'm just trying to be present in the moment. And so if I'm worrying about how I'm going to remember it, I feel like that takes you out. Mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. No lo- you're no longer present. Um, yeah. I've always found it's I always I've always thought how funny it is, how strongly smell is tied to memory. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I. I guess if anything, during said magical moment, once I realize it, I'll just kind of try and take in something from all of my senses and not like worry about remembering when or where or how, but just what I'm feeling around me at the moment. Like all my other, I guess I just said not the when or where or how, but I mean like I would take in like what I'm seeing, what I'm smelling, mm-hmm. what I'm feeling like tactilely and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's almost like to hang on to the moment, you have to surrender to the moment. Ha-ha, yeah. look at that. <laughs> look at it. You just have to become fully into it. Yep. Yeah, because for me, whenever I realize that one of those moments is happening, I just go immediately to my breath. I'm yeah. like, okay, I just need to breathe right now because that is how I'm going to be most present. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm really at peace or if I'm in a very like peaceful, happy moment, I'll I'll do some breathing, but I'll just kind of I'll just kind of close my eyes as well, and I'll listen and I'll smell and I'll just breathe and just feel what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Just take it in. 
Hmm. Love that. Yeah. Anything else that really stuck out to you that you that you're um, feeling called to speak well, to? Well, only a couple <laughs> of things because I mean she she was telling mainly the story of her birth and then the other um, issue with the babysitting and then talked about the book a little bit, but there was just more. Mainly something will happen or mentioned earlier on, and I'll try and find ways to relate back to that. And I'll, 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 so I don't think there's anything that's, that I haven't talked about Mm -hmm. that came up for me. Great. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything else present for me. No, I loved this episode. I love mm-hmm. Francie. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. It was it was a very up episode for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't even know what episode is coming next, but I'm excited. Next up, next up. we have, hold on. I love that you're going to tell me. Oh, I am going to tell you. I feel so supported. <laughs> uh, I don't have the right folder open. Next up, we have uh, Marlo Holden. <gasps> oh goodness this is the next episode yep i saw marlo holden in person last night no oh, how so that odd is that is, i know what a what an interesting what an interesting coinky dink indeed <laughs> i just used coinky dink in text the other day it was weird oh <laughs> that's why i love you one of the many reasons um okay my last question before we get off is how was your birthday celebration oh man it was a whirlwind week and i'm still recovering from it um mm. It was a blast taking a break and getting out of town and not worrying about anything. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And we had great weather. It rained one day, but we didn't have anything planned that day anyway, so. Mm. Just hung out in the hotel room and watched some Star Trek that day. Oh, um, nice. That sounds amazing. And then found this nice little restaurant about 15 minutes outside of town, so it wasn't tourist-priced, but guys, mm. the it might have been like the top five meal. One of the top five meals I've had in my entire life, probably. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember the name of the restaurant for uh, anyone who lives near Savannah? Yeah, it's, it's called Pearl's Saltwater Grill, and it's in Sandfly, mm-hmm. which is about 15 minutes southeast of Savannah proper. All and, right. uh, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I said this to a couple people, and I, on our way there, we got off the highway and we started going through a residential area to get there mm-hmm. and I looked over to Cassie and I was like, this is going to be a good place. Like we're mm-hmm. having to go through this like local neighborhood to get to this <laughs> restaurant. This is going to be delicious. <laughs> I love that feeling when you're headed to a restaurant and then it takes a turn and you're like, yep. oh, this is going to be good. I can already tell. Yep. Yep. Oh, such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good birthday. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank I you for too. talking with me about all the things. Oh, you're welcome. Um, if anybody else out there wants to get in on the conversation, you can send an email to a year ago podcast at gmail.com or I've been being a lot more active on the year ago podcast, Facebook and Instagram accounts. Yes, so yeah, it's been so fun. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get really into it. Uh, so follow me there, follow us there and our handles a year ago podcast. 
And if you can rate and review us on iTunes or share the episode with somebody that you love or even somebody that you just like, or even so, I don't care who you share it with. <laughs> just share, share it with a stranger. Just tell a stranger about it. Yes, just walk down the street telling people, guys, have you listened to a year ago today? Yeah. Because Shout it. it's great. It is. Shout it from the rooftops if you have to. Yes, I was thinking about getting a tote bag made that says I'm a podcast host <laughs> and then has the name of the podcast because people, every time I tell somebody that, I've just started when people are like, what do you do? That's what I tell people is like my anything mm-hmm. um and everybody gets so excited neat so, it's, a, it's a cool okay. thing all right. all right and if you want more of alex you should find out where the bunker dogs are performing that's his improv troupe yep i will put all the, the, the handles in the show notes we will there's too many of them yeah 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 <laughs> all right well all right. thanks alex you're welcome thank you tyla Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.